Hey guys, Kimberly here, and welcome to the premiere episode of The Drag Show. You guys, this is my new baby, and I am so beyond excited to bring it to you. I have some amazing, amazing kings and queens that are joining me in this project. And we are talking about the beauty that is drag. In my personal opinion, drag is like a diamond. It is beautiful in and of itself, but you can turn a diamond a million different ways and see something different in it. And that's how drag is. It's not cookie cutter. It comes in so many different forms, but it is so beautiful regardless of the form it takes. It, it truly is art and it needs drag kings and queens, members of drag royalty right now, need our support. And that is what this show is about. So I have such an amazing guest with me today and I am beyond excited to bring this guest on but before we do that if you want to support what I'm doing if you want to support this fat girl life please go over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life you can sign up there to follow me and that's where you're going to see a lot of information of different things that are coming up, different workshops, etc. But if you become a member, you could do a one-time gift of support or you could be, buy a membership. Membership is $5 a month, y'all. That is cheaper than Starbucks. And with that, you are going to get member-only content as well as um, downloadable journals that I've created, discounts on merchandise, everything. So buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. Now today for our first episode, I have the amazing honor to be joined by Silver Fox. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's really an honor to be your first guest. Well, I am honored to have you here. I mean, this is beyond for me. Thank you. Um, before we jump into a conversation, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, my stage name is Silver Fox. Uh, I'm originally from New Jersey, New York. And just about two and a half years ago, moved down to Florida, not ever imagining in my wildest dreams that life would start going backwards. But this, is, it actually has, and uh, life is changing. But for myself, I started performing in 1989. I was asked to enter a contest and uh, a colleague of mine said, why don't we do Sonny and Cher? And I said, okay, I'm going to be Sonny. He was going to be Cher. So we 
it was something I, I was kind of hesitant about, but I'm like, hey, you know, it's all cool. So uh, we won. And that was the beginning for me. I've been a performer, an entertainer for over four decades um, in New York, mostly as a, a lead singer in several rock bands, but I've done drag along the way. But since arriving in Florida, entered my first contest over a year and a half ago and won it. And the rest is history. And I am just found my passion. I love making people smile and laugh. And it just warms the inner part of my heart. Well, and we're going to show some video of you performing later on in the show. But I've seen this video. And y'all, I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, that's just the only words I can use. Like, to watch you perform is amazing. And I love that in the video you actually performed. The first song is one of my favorites. So it was meant to be. <laughs> but you've kind of said how you started in drag. But what, what does drag mean to you personally? To me, drag is an art form, just like any other art form. Uh, again, as I said, I, I'm also a musician. That's an art. I'm a photographer. That's art. And I see drag as putting on a costume and coming into another character. So it's just an artist performing. Um, for me, it brings out something. All I could say is amazing. I just feel so alive when I put all of this on. Um, I am a lesbian. I am a woman. But when I do this, it just takes me someplace else. And I just love the reactions from people when, when I show up. And the cool thing is when I perform, not only do I lip sync, but I also, as you'll see in the video, I sing live as well. So mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun. And I get to do all kinds of characters. So it's Halloween all the time. And I, I love that. One of the characters in the video is from my husband's favorite musical performance. But he actually looked at it last night. His first words were, oh my God, he looks like a young Richard Dreyfus." <laughs> That's what someone said to me during my uh, entertainment, when I was entertaining that night, they said I look like a young, they've, they've said I've looked like a lot of different uh, people over the years that I've been doing this. But uh, yes, that was mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my husband was, and he's a little upset that he is not here today while we are recording this because he really wanted the chance to meet you. Oh, another time for sure. camera. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of back to you mentioned that when you put on your drag, it kind of takes you to another place. Yes. And that is. That's a common theme. I've heard that from multiple drag artists in this process of creating this show. Um, one thing that I actually was told yesterday, and it was the first time I had heard it, was that drag for them was an escape. Yes. Yes. Do you feel the same way? Well, I do about all my art, actually. It's not only drag. It's I, I would say that my drag is the same as when I'm in a rock band. And it was interesting because years ago, I was going through a very tough time. 
health-wise and relationship-wise. But when I got on stage, I was euphoric. And I remember I was seeing a therapist at the time. And he said to me, next time you go on stage, close your eyes for a moment and try to be, do like an outer body experience and see how you feel and what you're doing and how you, what you look like. And it was euphoria. I, it's an outer body experience. It's almost like being high in a drug. I don't need drugs. I need my music. I need that, that audience participation. It's always been very important to me. So doing drag, it's the same thing. The audience is so into your performance and it just brings this euphoria, this happiness, this love, especially I mean, to, to see people laughing and smiling and just, oh, just so happy and telling me, thank you. You brought sunshine and happiness to my evening that I had such a bad day, but you just brought that laughter to me and thank you. And that's what it's all about. And isn't it all about love and happiness and it's and I, not about anything else. It's an art form. I love that you just kind of took it there because that that was leading right to where I was going of drag is under attack very clearly. And there are so many people who are out there saying, oh, it's pushing a gender ideology. It's pushing a sexual agenda. How do you respond to that? Well, first of all, personally, I'm a gentleman. Can I get a little sexy? Absolutely. If the audience is into it and I'm at a lesbian bar, but I don't take my clothes off. I don't gyrate in someone's face. I'm just being a little flirty. But other than that, I'm a gentleman. That's who I feel that I'm classy and that's mm -hmm. who I am. I can't speak for anyone else, but I've yet to see a drag king be inappropriate. Now, I've gone to a lot of drag queen shows, and again, they're dancing, singing, having fun with the audience. So I'm not really understanding what's going on in our society, especially here in Florida. They're categorizing us in the same way that they are burlesque shows, porn clubs. I, I don't, it hurts, it makes me cry. It just hurts my heart that so many people can't express themselves as an art form and they look at it as porn. And so right now, I normally would do this later on, but right now we're going to go ahead and show the video of you performing. And this is a compilation of multiple performances, guys. This is not just one show. This is multiple shows that you are going to get to experience in a very small time frame. So let's go ahead and show that now. And you guys, the Cash App is scrolling on the bottom of the screen. Y'all, let's make it rain, make it drizzle, make it sprinkle, do something. But let's show Silver Fox some love. Tip your king. <laughs>
can classify any of those performances as inappropriate. No. You have not. this Frank Sinatra-esque thing about you, especially the White Christmas. Yes, yes. Very Frank Sinatra. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So we've we've talked about some of this legislation. Yes. If these bills pass, what does that mean for you? Well, we've been all talking about it. I've been in touch with Equality Florida. I've 
and I'm also I have a, a group, um, the Boys of Florida, that I started here um, when I came down here. And No Label Industries kind of is our parent company now. And we've been asked to do some Pride events. And right now we decided that everything's G-rated, so we we are there's no PG. It's all going to be G-rated. We are not allowing anyone to perform with us that's under 21. And everything's got to be for kids or just appropriate for general audience. Again, not that we're inappropriate, but we're going ahead and we're doing a Pride event June 3rd in Florida. And we're just going to go out and do it. There's nothing that said I can't do that yet. Um, But you know what concerns me? How come... Fathers can bring their boys to Hooters and that's okay, but they can't come see me perform. You know, I'm going to use the same analogy that I've used throughout interviews that I've done with Kings and Queens. And I love Cher. Don't get me wrong. The woman is an icon. Absolutely. I would kill to look as good as she looks. The turn back time video. Mm-hmm. Timeless. Mm-hmm. She's a mate. She looks fabulous. Yes. But if she were to wear that same outfit into a public library, they would give her a book and a heartbeat That's dressed right. like that That's right. to read to children. Yet a drag queen who is dressed very modestly, dressed like a grandmother, mm-hmm. is under attack. That's right. I mean, they had the Met Gala. They had the Met Gala yesterday. They did the Met Gala yesterday. And if you saw some of those costumes in on TV, these women, you know, they look amazing. But is that appropriate for children? But that's okay. Some so, of those cutout dresses, yeah. I mean, how many times we've seen on award shows some of the women, or even you know, it it is what it is. Music okay, videos on VH1 and MTV. Right, but for me to perform, or even you know, they're stopping all the the drag performers from reading to children. Why? Children aren't the ones that have a problem with it. We're turning people gay. We're turning people trans. No, I was born this way, as the song goes. I am a very good role model to people in or out of drag. I'm the same person. Just when I go on stage, I become extremely passionate about what I'm doing at that moment. But on and off the stage, I am the same person. And I'm not a pedophile. I am not a a sexual deviant. I don't do things that are inappropriate. So none of this makes sense. It's just hate. And it's not only our community. They're going against everyone that doesn't look like them. I mean, they're going to outlaw marriages between mixed marriages now. And I just, I don't know where the world's going. And when I was growing up and moved to New York, I fought for the rights for us to be where we are. And now that I've moved down here, it's like, are we starting this all over again? But unfortunately, we're in a much worse place. I have said that those exact, I've said those exact same words. It's like you have echoed, do you have my house back? Take it too. (laughs) No, but I I've said the exact same thing of it seems like we're having to fight these battles that we've already fought once. 
we fought for marriage equality. We fought for human rights, for civil rights. The right to vote. And we are having to fight these same things. And please let me point out the fact. And this is the first time I've pointed this out in because I've recorded other episodes, but you're the premiere episode that's going to show. So this is the first time I'm actually going to make this comment on the premiere episode. Add a little bit of fuel to the flame. Why not? <laughs> These laws, this legislature that they are trying to pass, is because of a problem that they create, what they see as a problem that they created. Because drag started in the Shakespearean era by Christian men, white Christian men, who felt that it was inappropriate for a woman to be on stage. Therefore, a man had to dress as a woman. Mm -hmm. That was the start of drag. And now these same people that started it are the ones that are trying to say that it is wrong. That's right. It is hypocrisy. At its best. It, yeah. At the highest yeah. level. And one of the laws they're looking to pass now in Florida, which is, I mean, they're all frightening, right? That as a woman, you marry a man, you must take his last name. And if you choose not to, you cannot vote. Are you freaking kidding me? No. And it's taking everything I have to like. No, I know. Polite language. Because trust, there's some language that wants to come out right now. Right. I mean, we, you know, we've talked about there's a lot of families running away from Florida. I, yeah. you know, I didn't, I've been fighting for years. I was on the front line of many protests. I had guns on the roofs of buildings when I was doing a pride parade, you know, the sharpshooters were there in case we were shot at. I've been through it all. And at my age now, I've sort of passed the torch on to the younger generation. And it, I am just so honored and thrilled to see, and my heart's full with seeing those youngsters now protesting and fighting for what they know is right. And that's what this is about. It's not church, it's not the church. They keep saying something about Christianity and Jesus, and they even brought it up in the house. And I'm saying, what's the what will happen to the separation between church and state? This is not your opinion. You're representing us. Just like that one state where they're not allowing the transgender representative to represent. They kicked her out because she they didn't like what she said. But she was voted in. What is going on? What is going, I, I worry for my children, my grandchildren, just the future. What is happening? They're going oh, to I take all our rights. They took women's rights away. Now they're taking everyone else's rights away because we don't look like you. And that is not who we are as America. Period. I, I'm, I identify as a cis white woman and I deal with the same fears because my daughter is mixed. She is white and Middle Eastern. Her son 
is white, white and Middle Eastern from her side and black from the father's side. These fears hit home. Of course. Deeply for me because I worry and I... I worry. I, I just, I can't even... Well, I don't you can't even you can't even knock on someone's door without getting shot in the head or pull into someone's drive. How many times you you get lost on a street and you pull in somebody's driveway and I'll 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 say oh company you know and then I back up somebody got shot and killed because they went into somebody's yes this is what is you know we can't we can't change the world wanted but we can as 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 a society come together and say enough is enough and again the big thing is. Red or blue, get out and vote. That's it. Yes. Don't say, well, my, my vote's not going to matter. Trust me, it does. And there's enough people like us that believe that there should be equality, period. And that's why we have to get out and vote and make a difference. Because our future generations have no chance the rate that we're going right now. And I don't want to have to move back to New York. I like the warm climate. But if I'm feeling, if I'm, it gets to a point where I'm really in danger, I have to reconsider what I'm going to do. And at my age, I don't want to move again. And I, I was about to ask you that because I know that there are states right now that are very much under attack, more so than others. Yes. Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky are and taxes and yet there's other states that are coming out and there's other states that are coming out now and saying we're a safe haven they're even doing underground railroads to allow trans kids or trans adults to get their medication like my doctor is part of a big affiliation and when i went to see her a couple of weeks ago she said i'm really sorry and i'm like why she said on behalf of florida doctors I'm sorry what they're doing to your community. And she said, we have decided we're going to continue to give the medication they need until insurance will no longer pay it. But as long as insurance pays it, we don't care what the governor says. And I thanked her. I said, that's amazing. And there are other doctors that feel that way, but they as, as a whole group in Florida made a decision, they're going to allow that. But there are there's people that are saying, friends of mine who are trans that are drag, what am I going to do? My medication's going to run out soon. So people are saying, I have to detransition? No, what's going to happen is you're going to have suicide rates going off the roof. And it's bad enough right now that the LGBTQIA community has the highest rate of suicide in the country. Yep. Yep. I just pray with everything that I am that we can resolve this. One day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. But we cannot allow these people in government to take over our bodies, to take over everything that they want, because it's not about that. It's about living as a United States, all for one and one for all. Well, and and let's even get religious about it. In the Bible. And I've, I've gone through plenty of theology. In the Bible, Jesus said, 
when it, when push comes to shove, there's two things. One, love the Lord God with all your mind, heart, heart body, and soul. And two, love others as I have loved you. That's correct. That's it. It is not a hard concept. And all these people want to pass all these anti-bullying laws and everything else. But they're picking and choosing what communities are allowed to be bullied and what ones aren't. Mm -hmm. yeah. And enough is enough. Enough is enough. And I think your show is going to bring to light so much for those people that are, are ignorant, non-educated about drag in our community that I, I appreciate what you're doing by interviewing me and others in the community so people could see we're just like you. We are people. This is just a facade that I put on when I entertain. Okay. I don't go like this all the time, but if I did, so what? I'm not bothering you. Exactly. I'm an and artist. You know what? That has been one of my, you, you just said the words. That has been my biggest thing. And I have actually asked this of people and nobody can answer it. How does any choice, and I'm going to use myself as the, the example, but if I choose to walk down the street dressed as a man, how does that hurt any person? It doesn't. How does that personally impact any person of a choice that I make with my body? Mm-hmm. And what about Halloween? They're going to outlaw you have to be the gender you were born on Halloween. And, you know, they're talking about getting rid of all the shows that have like Mrs. Doubtfire and all. all I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. See, I haven't even heard that part. Are you serious? All the, all the shows that that are anything having to do with drag, they're not going to let it be anymore. What about the okay. TV shows that they have? You know, whatever it is, everything. So then there goes, you said Mrs. Doubtfire. Victor Julia with Julie Andrews. Mm -hmm. Any Medea movie with Tyler Perry. Um, the Rocky Horror, Horror Picture Rocky Show. Horror. Rocky I, Horror Picture Show is going to go not be allowed. I love Rocky anymore. Horror. I love me some Rocky Horror to the point that we, you know, we live in Vegas and Halloween here is huge, of course, on the strip and downtown. My husband and I are debating on what our costumes are going to be because we've thought about doing a retired pimp and a retired hooker. That's hysterical. But we've also thought about my husband wants to dress like Dr. Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror. And he's willing to do the full costume. Like, you know what, baby? You do that, I will get the French-made costume. That's a star. I will get one designed for a fat body and I will rock it. Good for you. I'm I would love to have somebody dress me in drag. Dress me in drag as male or a female. I don't care. 
I don't have the skill to do it myself, but I would love, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. So any king or queen in Vegas, <laughs> right here. <laughs> I am sorry that you are having to deal with this again. Well, it's not just me. It's, it's all of us. And it's sad. And again, it's not just my community. It's Jewish people, Black people, it, anybody that's different. It doesn't, it's not okay. And I don't, I don't understand. You know, this isn't the way I was brought up. I didn't raise my family that way. I just don't understand why there has to be a divide. There shouldn't. There shouldn't. They're shutting down a school in Florida. Well, not shutting down. There's a school in Florida that ends up, uh, it's a college that a lot of GLBTQIA students go to. And the president of the school was just fired. And and, and uh, de-Satan, as we call him. Yeah. Is bringing, is bringing in all new staff and it's open to everyone now. They don't want um, my community to go to the school anymore. And what is, I just, I just, again, I, I, me in my head, I'll never understand. I can't because I'm a loving person. I believe in God. God's very important to me. Um, in my other life, I am an ordained minister. So this is very difficult. Um, but I have to keep my mouth closed, especially in Florida, because people have guns now. Can they, people that 18 and over can have a gun and you don't need a permit. So you know, we really got to tiptoe around things. That's okay. But I can't dress like this and put on a fun show for someone. I don't understand. I never will. But I believe that the right thing will happen eventually. I hope I get to see it in my lifetime. I pray it doesn't get any worse. Because we're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah, we are. And I say we because I stand with the LGBTQIA plus community. And we thank you. I, I am a very proud ally. Everything that I do is to help the plus size community and the LGBTQIA plus community because I cannot sit back and watch and not do anything. Mm -hmm. I can't. And hopefully there's many more like you. Well, I'm going to extend an open invitation. If you, and I'm, I'm not political in Vegas or anything. I have no power, but I do know that we got a whole bunch of drag kings and queens out here. So if you are in a state and you are coming under attack and you have to relocate, come to Vegas. Thank you. Because we love drag out here. <laughs> I have a lot of straight right. allies that are amazing, being very supportive, coming to my shows. And um, some that have never seen a drag person before. Now they're like, you're a drag, you're a drag king. And then, you know, they come to my shows. It's like, who are you? Because <laughs> I look very different. I mean, most people, straight women especially, think I'm really a guy. And actually, at one of my shows, a straight man 
said, are you sure you're not a man? And I'm like, I'm not, because I'll put on the deeper voice sometimes, but no, and I, I can pass, but I'm a woman. And like I said, I'm an artist. This is what I do. It's an art form. I'm proud of it. And I'm not going to stop. You're a beautiful woman because I've seen you. you out of drag. Thank you. You are a beautiful woman. You're a very handsome man. <laughs> when you were in drag, I'm I, I a straight woman. You, you got it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, you kind of have this like Sam Elliott, Richard Dreyfus thing going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it works. It, you did good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> well, I am going to ask you to please do me the honor of reading a children's book. Absolutely. And you guys, the book that Silver Fox is reading holds a very deep personal connection with me because this book was read to my daughter her first day of kindergarten and it is the first book that was ever read to my grandson because I read it to him in the hospital when a couple hours after he was born and now Silver Fox is going to read it so I'm going to pass the torch completely to you thank you well, the book we're going to be reading is The Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn Just a raccoon stood at the edge of the forest and cried. I don't want to go to school, he told his mother. I want to stay home with you. I want to play with my friends and play with my toys and read my books and swing on my swing. Please, may I stay home with you? Mrs. Raccoon took Chester by the hand and nuzzled him on the ear. Sometimes we all have to do things we don't want to do, she told him gently, even if they seem strange and scary at first, but you will love school once you start. You'll make new friends and play with new toys, read new books and swing on new swings. Besides, she added, I know a wonderful secret that will make your nights at school seem as warm and cozy as your days at home. Chester wiped away his tears and looked interested. A secret? What kind of secret? A very old secret, said Mrs. Raccoon. I learned it from my mother and she learned it from hers. It's called the kissing hand. The kissing hand, asked Chester. What's that? I'll show you. Mrs. Raccoon took Chester's left hand and spread open his tiny fingers into a fan. Leaning forward, she kissed Chester right on the middle of his palm. Chester felt his mother's kiss rush from his hand, up his arm, and into his heart. Even his silky black mask tingled with a special warmth. Mrs. Raccoon smiled. Now, she told Chester, whenever you feel lonely and need a little loving from home, 
Just press your hand to your cheek and think, mommy loves you. Mommy loves you. And that very kiss will jump to your face and fill you with toasty, warm thoughts. She took Chester's hand and carefully wrapped his fingers around the kiss. Now, do be careful not to lose it, she teased him. But don't worry, when you open your hand and wash your food, I promise the kiss will stick. Chester loved his kissing hand. Now he knew his mother would go with him wherever he went, even to school. That night, Chester stood in front of his school and looked thoughtful. Suddenly, he turned to his mother and grinned. Give me your hand, he told her. Chester took his mother's hand in his own and unfolded her large, familiar fingers into a fan. Next, he leaned forward and he kissed the center of her hand. Now you have a kissing hand too, he told her. And with a gentle goodbye, and I love you, Chester turned and danced away. Mrs. Raccoon watched Chester scamper across a tree limb and enter school. And as the hoot owl rang in the new school year, she pressed her left hand to her cheek and smiled. The warmth of Chester's kiss filled her heart with special words. Chester loves you, it sang. Chester loves you. I love you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's quite a beautiful book. Thank you for suggesting that I read it. Of course. I, because it has such deep meaning to me, I am honored to have you read that. Thank you. You gave me the honor. I, I It meant a lot to me. And yes, y'all, I'm crying. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's all good. You guys, and you need to realize these are tears of love. Not only for the story, but for every person who is coming under attack, be it somebody who's gay, lesbian, trans, non-binary, non-gender conforming, pansexual, asexual, bisexual, black, white, yellow, purple. I don't care who you are. That was a story of love. And I want you to know wherever you are hearing this or seeing this, that you are heard and you are loved. 
because ultimately that's what it is about. And if you are in an area where you are coming out under attack and you need somebody to talk to, reach out to me. Send me a message on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. I don't care. I'm on every platform. Reach out to me because I will stand with you. And we will all stand together. Allies and members of the community. Hand in hand, heart in heart. Because that is how we should be living our lives. Not in fear, not hurting, not suppressing who you are. Because who you are is beautiful in every and again i want to thank you for allowing me to be your first guest as we spread the word of love compassion to everyone no matter who you are hate belongs nowhere it's all about love and humanity and let's all stick together as one and come together and let's just be who we are authentically at all times. 100%. And I can't think of any more of a perfect statement to end this episode with than what you just said. So I am gonna ask you one final question. I was going to ask too, but you already took care of it. <laughs> so I have one final question for you. Has absolutely nothing to do with any of the horrific things that are going on in this world. This question is meant to remove all of that, even if just for 30 seconds. If you could be any animal in the world, what would you be and why? I would be a dog because I love animals. I'm an animal person and I have my, my pup with me all the time. There is unconditional love only as a dog. And that's what I wanna spread, unconditional love to those all around me. And I pray with everything that I am that we find peace. I love that answer. I love that answer. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on, for being my first guest. For helping to make this so much bigger than I even thought it was going to be. When I first started, when I first started this project, when it first came to my head, I thought I was, I'll be honest, I thought I was going to get a whole lot of blowback. I wasn't sure how the drag community would take it of, you know, this cisgender white woman wanting to do this. 
and the, the drag community has welcomed me with such open arms and love and within 24 hours of me even posting about this, you know, me wanting to do this podcast on Facebook, I had over 25 people signing up to do this awesome. with me. You know, we're a pretty cool community. We do, oh, we do stick together. We, we support each other. We're there for each other. I have not met a lot of the people that I speak to on Facebook, but I'm as a community, we are supporting each other and it's a beautiful thing. Well, and one thing that is coming up, I'm not announcing dates yet, um, but I am going to start hosting. I'm thinking in June. That's the goal. So I'm next month, I want to start hosting virtual drag shows. And the reason we are doing this virtually is because there are a lot of states that are under attack that are not allowing drag shows to happen. So I will be hosting these online through Zoom. I am putting the rule out that it is 21 and over. So you have to be 21 and over. Your screen has to be on. And if you do not appear to be 21 and cannot prove to me that you are 21, you will be banned. Uh, because I want to make sure that there is no inappropriateness for children. But I will also be taking every story that is read and making that into a separate video, specifically to go on YouTube Kids. That'd be wonderful. I want to create safe spaces for artists. And I want, I want to be able to support drag in any way I can. And so by doing this podcast, by having virtual drag shows and by creating something just for children that shows that drag is not, it's not a crime. It's not bad. I'm going to create that. That sounds Even wonderful. if I have to do it slowly, I'm going, I, this is my part of my mission now. I have taken this on because I will not be silent any longer none of us can be silent any longer i've hit a point where i'm 47 i i don't care anymore i have no filter <laughs> my filter is gone i am done sitting back on the sidelines and watching these atrocities happen well again as a member of the community i thank you as a member of the, of the straight community, I thank you. I applaud you for fighting as hard as you have fought, for standing up for your rights, for showing, for showing up, for showing out, 
and for showing the rest of the world what a beautiful thing drag is. It is absolutely an art form. And I am honored to be part of it. You guys, this has been the first episode of many to come. In the next episode, you are going to meet a beautiful, beautiful queen named Gloria. Um, and then I have so many, I have a list of kings and queens that are coming out, you know, and that are going to be on the show. I can't even name all of them. But you guys, there's just so much that's coming. So make sure that you are following the drag show. Support your kings and queens at that cash app on the bottom. They work hard. And it takes a lot of money to do all that. It ain't cheap. <laughs> it is not cheap. But again, I, I always quote Alaska. Because she commented on RuPaul's Drag Race. It takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> Y'all, makeup costs money. Tip your kings and queens. Pay homage. Because they deserve it. Show them some love. I will see you guys next week. But... I love you all. Do it with both hands. <laughs> I love you all. There's my kissing hand. Peace out. Bye, guys.